If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. The show that takes you home. The Home Stretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Home Stretch, ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, 1510.com, and Facebook Live. It is the final Victory Monday. And a victory Monday that lasts throughout the offseason. Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl 57 champions. It's water over water. It's barbecue over cheesesteaks. It's Tech 9 over Meek Mill. It's the Chiefs over the Eagles. Kyle's behind the glass. Todd Lebo in studio joining us on this victory Monday. And by the way, we're also a city who doesn't idolize... A movie character. Fake. Our, our entire personality for our city is not regarding a fictional person. There are some people around here like a fake bird. I'm a Mizzou guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did a, you enjoy the game last night? Oh, man. It was... Even with all your folly friends? Well, yeah. And, and the thing was, I found myself... You, you have a calmer. mean text with your little fellow no, friends? No, honestly, no. You've turned your back on them? Or have they turned their back on you? You don't Both. talk to them anymore? Both. It's a combo. You know, you got no 215s in your, in your contact two anymore? One five. I got some 215s. Still got some 215s? No texting? No uh, nothing? A few. There, there's a few texts, but nothing crazy. I mean, honestly, it was one of the situations where it was a great game. And, it's it's and, awesome. And even later on into the fourth quarter, yes. I wasn't as nervous as I was before the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl in my lifetime. Because I'm sitting here going... My lifetime as well. Sure. I'm old. <laughs> but they won Super Bowl for three weeks before I was born, so I wasn't around for that one. But it was such a great game, too. It didn't have that Buccaneers feel, feel where it's just so flat and you just wanted yeah. the game to be over. You're sitting here going, this is a damn good game. The Chiefs gave it everything they had. They came back. Second half looked good. They made the adjustments. Whatever happens, happens. And the Eagles did, too. And they played great. I mean, honestly... Um, there were very few mistakes in the game, like big-time mistakes. I can think of, um, obviously, Jalen Hurts' fumble mm-hmm. that turned into a touchdown. M-I-Z, Nick Bolton, was huge. I, I When I went back and watched, it looked to me like Harrison Butker's foot slipped, like everyone else did on the field, on the missed field goal. The sure. joint, that's a miss. Um, it was a wide-open Devontae Smith late when Lingeria Steed went the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That's like a kind of a big mistake. But there weren't, like, what's going on here? Now, I think the Chiefs devised two beautiful red zone plays for touchdowns. That yeah. I don't think those were mistakes as much as you just get got sometimes. So this was a well-played football game. It wasn't a lot of mistakes. And I know the Philly fans are mad about this call. But it was a hold. I mean, it's a hold. There was a call earlier in the game where Juju Smith-Schuster got held on a third mm-hmm. down play. They didn't call it. Yeah. The, the Chiefs had to punt. I mean, this is just football. Okay, we still don't know what a catch is because there were, there were three plays like that. But this was a well-played football game between, I think, the two best teams in the league. Yeah. Superstar quarterbacks who rose to the occasion, mm-hmm. um, a good young coach and a good older coach, stars on all sides of the ball, and you just look at these little matchups in the game. Chiefs O-line won the game. Yeah. They did better than, than the Philly defensive line, right? Um, the I think the Philly 
wide receivers probably did better than the Chiefs defensive backs. Sure. Because Jalen Hurst threw for 300 <laughs> yards. I think the Chiefs running backs played great. I think the Chiefs linebackers played better than the defensive backs. I think the Chiefs D-line was fine, but they didn't sure. like bother Jalen Hurts. I think Nick Sirianni coached a great game, going for fourth downs and, and, mm-hmm. and having the sack to go do that. But in the end, well, as much as we probably agree that Andy Reid maybe shouldn't have tried to kick the field goal on fourth and three when you have this offense, sure, they did everything right down the stretch. Bleeding the clock, not taking the free touchdown, all of that stuff worked out perfectly. So it's just really hard to find that someone blew it in this game. I, I can't find a, a real point of failure. No. Even, whatever, you're angry about a couple of calls with the refs. Sure. Overall, they didn't, they didn't in, insert themselves in the game too often. I even said up until I think the third quarter, I said, is Carl Cheffers – and I, is, he actually goal, there? is he actually having a good game? Like, the refs, for the most yeah. part, stayed out of it. They did. They, there they weren't were 75 fair. holding calls. No. There weren't a bunch of pass interferences. Uh, you know, it was just, like, pretty good football. It was, it was really good. It was, it was fun. And for Chiefs fans, they won, so it's way better. Yeah. And the Eagles fans are going to be whining about this call forever, but even they though Bradbury even, admitted he held. And, you know, the, the, the officials called the thing right. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's win or lose, whatever, at the end of the game, you don't see it, it – you know, it didn't end the game. No. The Chiefs still had to play the end of the game correctly. Correct. And make a kick, mm-hmm. which they had not made a kick <laughs> earlier in the game. It, you know, it certainly helped. The Chiefs would prefer sure. to have first down. Yeah. As opposed to having to kick the ball right then. But the guy, it was a great route. I mean, that's what. It's, and to say the ball was uncatchable, which I see some of these folly fans nine. talking about. It's if Juju Smith Schuster doesn't get held, he probably makes a really nice catch in the back yeah. of the end zone. Which I wouldn't have preferred <laughs> yeah. because then there's no question in my mind if Philly went down and scored a touchdown, they were going to go for two. 100%. They weren't playing for any overtime. The thing you have to do as a coach is find a way to end the game, and that's what Andy Reid and the guys did. Yeah. I, I want to give a lot of credit to the offensive line. I'll hit on them in a second. I do think the there's not as many Philly fans that I've seen complaining about the refs a lot of it has been Bengals fans, and a oh, lot sure. has been just national media. media. Yeah. Now, I don't think the fans in general have a massive deal, because I think they saw James Bradbury, which good, good for him, yeah. owning up, and he stood in front of reporters for about 20 minutes sure. answering all those questions. That takes stones. Sure it does. I mean, that takes stones. Same but, way that Joseph Asai did yeah. after the, the it's not easy. foul. You, 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 it's not hard. It's not easy. You, you don't do that. You, you made a mistake. And you get caught. Now, listen, can you call holding every play? Actually, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they just run past you. Sure. But I think, it, you know, I don't, we, we don't get privy to the grades the officials get. Sure. But I think that probably will get graded out as a pretty well-officiated game. I th- again, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs guy saying Carl Sheffers had a very good game. Yeah. There were hardly any plays. I know you, some folks want to say Lane Johnson, but... Uh, he's, he's, we, he we, kicked himself offsides probably three times, but everyone knew that going in. We knew going in. This is what he does, and maybe they look at this in the offseason, but If you're that's a Chiefs fan, you could complain that Orlando Brown got called for that, and Lane Johnson never did. Yeah. And you could probably say, as a Chiefs fan, there probably could have been a couple more delays of game calls. Because I think Philly's... Plan was to just bleed drain, the clock, drain the clock, and it got a little tight a couple of times. They had to waste time out. They had yep. one called, maybe they didn't have a lot called. Listen, officiating is not the story of the game. No. The story of this game was playmakers yes. making plays, coaches drawing up great plays, 
coaches, you know, drawing up good defensive plays at the right time. And it's just it's thrilling. The Eagles' number one defense not being able to get a stop at all in the second half. They got ran through. And again, I think a lot of this no was sacks. was Andy Reid. Andy Reid, this might have been his best called game of the season, let alone in his career. I would say at least the second half. I mean, it was perfection. There was nothing more you could have yeah. done. As an analytics guy, you didn't like the field goal in the first half, probably. Uh, honestly, I, I will say this. I am an analytical guy. It was I, called a toss-up on most of the, the fourth-down bots. The reason why I didn't mind them going for the field goal in that situation, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know me, I'm, tim- I'm typically more aggressive on the same I don't want to say same field because it's a different field, obviously, but the same place. Same place. You want to try and give Harrison Butker some sort of confidence. confidence. I have confidence in him. You want to have some confidence. He, 42 he yards, didn't get it. Didn't get it. But no. also maybe helped later in the game saying, hey, coach, this is slick. So you this think is if, slippery. Uh, if, if Sirianni could go back in time, uh, you know, Huey Lewis News – yeah. Back to the future style. Sure. Back in time. Do you think at fourth and two from his whatever it was, 31 or 29 or whatever, instead of punting oh, to man. Tony, that would have taken – now they've done that in the postseason. They've yeah. gone for it in their own end. The only thing I'll say is the Chiefs' defense was nails in the second half. They were struggling to get those one or two yards. It was I, harder. It was I, harder. I, I don't think they were – I don't think they, it, they would have gone for it. Just, I think I'll tell you what he would like to have back – I think he'd like to have back the play call of on third and two being in shotgun and yeah. having a pass. Yes. I think he probably would like to have just run some zone read and mm-hmm. then seen, seen what happens. But that's the thing. You don't know how the play is going to go. I thought the Chiefs' third down play before the missed field goal was a little dicey. But once again, Jody Fortson slipped on that play. Yeah. They were rolling, running a rollout, and he slipped right on his butt. That so, field was horrendous. It's embarrassing. And, and, the league should be better than that. And they talked about it. I feel bad for Oklahoma State because they tweeted out before the game, this is our field. They are so proud about it. And then mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we saw what happened. It was a slip and slide. The world, slip and slide. world's most expensive mm-hmm. slip and slide. I mean, seriously, normally you have to go to a ice Where rink. To, Georgia yeah. and TCU, right? Or TCU-Michigan. One of them was out there. TCU-Michigan was out there. They were slipping and sliding on that play. We saw Harrison Butker and Trent McDuffie get hurt. We saw Kyler Murray end his season on the, in that building. So whatever they've got a new field or whatever, doesn't matter. Wasn't working. Yeah, uh, I want to point out the Chiefs' defense held the Eagles' running backs. We'll take Jalen Hurts out of this for one second. We can add him back in mm-hmm. to two point six yards a carry. Yeah, it's awesome. It was seventeen carries for forty five yards. And the whole talk going into this was the offensive line and the running game for the Eagles, and the Chiefs' defense squelched that. How many did Gainwell have? Gainwell had seven carries for 21 yards. You know what that is? That's the over on every one of my parlays. So we <laughs> liked that one. But uh, that was just an incredible job by Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr. The defensive Great. line mm-hmm. just not letting the offensive line of the Eagles bully Safety's you. Safeties come up in support as well. The Chiefs tackled great. There were precious few kind of overruns and misses. There was a play where I think uh, Boston, Boston Scott, Scott made kind of cut four back. dudes miss. <laughs> but after that, I mean, that's about it. That was they, it. They tackled uh, early, the first drive of the game, you know, uh, Justin Reed thumped Devontae Smith, mm. tone setter type play. Nick Bolton had some, you know, stops, you know, stopped I mean, short, of the, short of the yard line to gain. They just tackled great. I mean, the, the, the one thing the Chiefs didn't really do, 
was rush and get after the quarterback. I think they got credit for a sack. They got where, credit where, for where two Hertz technically. Ran out of bounds twice. One he ran out of bounds, and the other one it may have been like the same thing. Same thing. Two things. Yeah. Neither, none of them were he's. They were like minus one apiece. Or it, something it, it was like two that. sacks for two yards. Yeah. So it, they weren't really sacks. They counted sacks, and, yeah. and Leo Chanel will take his sack. I think as the guy closest to him when he ran yeah, out of Colin bounds. Yeah. Colin Saunders and Leo Chanel. They got what they got, but. Um, that they didn't get back there. I kind of thought they would get there. And, you know, I'll give Willie great credit. The biggest play of the game yes. was the play that before the the punt, and it's Willie gave and blitzed, and he didn't overcommit, and he was able to not let Jalen Hurts get too far outside and forced him to finally just throw the ball. Yeah, if Willie had lost his you know balance. And gotten too far inside, Jalen Hurts probably just runs for a first down. Sure, but he was able to kind of recover and keep him out. Great, you know, athletic move by him. But had Hurts not had the awareness, he probably would have been sacked like a nine yard loss. Yeah, it would it would have been different. But Hurts was great. But Hurts made one bad play. Hurts's one bad play is probably the difference in the game because he fumbled the ball without getting hit. Yeah, and then the ball bounces off his foot, <laughs> kicks four yards. Out to the right and bounces right into Nick Bolton's hands. Uh, it was just one of those amazing games. I want to get to Nick. Uh, I mean, not Nick Bolton. To Jalen Hurts in a second in his performance, but Nick Bolton, the touchdown, nine tackles, two but, touchdowns, but, but, didn't he? But, but he was quick. Yes. He was decisive. I said going into this game, it's not going to be the defensive line. It's not going to be the secondary. It's going to be the linebackers and specifically Nick Bolton that decides this game. Because with all the RPOs the Eagles run, if you are flat footed, if you're thinking too long, trying to process. They're going to eat. They didn't eat. Mm-hmm. Nick Bolton was decisive. He was quick. He made plays happen. He had a real case for oh, great, Super Bowl MVP, by the way. Great game. And, and and you really could have said he was Super Bowl MVP if that play would have stood. Sure. The second touchdown, if that stands, I have no idea how Nick Bolton's not Super Bowl MVP, but I have to get a, give a shout-out to him. Going to Jalen Hurts, 304 yards, one touchdown through the air, 70 yards on the ground, three touchdowns rushing, Jalen Hurts had an MVP-type performance. Jalen Hurts answered the naysayers, myself included, of what's his shoulder? Is his shoulder banged up? That last throw of the game, you may have saw some of the distance that may have affected it, but throughout the game, he made throw after throw when it needed to to happen. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts, what a game. And you got to just say he's going to have nightmares about just fumbling the ball. Yeah. That's going to be the play that sticks with him because that's how he is. He doesn't care about the 24 good things he needs. He cares about the one bad thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing, as we talked about, where someone didn't make a play on that. Now, Nick Bolton was there and disrupted him, but he didn't touch him. Yeah. He just dropped the ball. And this was the kind of disaster. You think back to the Chiefs-Bengals game when Patrick Mahomes dropped back and tried to throw the ball out to the right, and it just came out of his hands. Luckily for the Chiefs, that just turned into a fumble recovery. Sure. Devastating disaster is you just drop the ball and then it kicks around and it bounces up and there's no one there to tackle Nick Bolton. So Hertz was awesome. I mean, he from the get go, he knew when to run, he knew when to throw, he was right on target. I don't remember like an awful pass no. where he was like 
Either guy, by the way. Either both guys made great throws, kept the ball out of harm's way. I mean, Jalen Hurts made a couple of dimes to Dallas Goddard, and whatever you want to say about did he or did he not catch it, the ball was put in a perfect spot. Dallas Goddard made probably three of the best catches you'll see a tight end make in a game. Yeah. Leo Chanel draped on him on one. Yeah. Sneed draped on on another, and then there was another one. I can't remember who was who was over there on an out. He was he was outstanding. He was great. Same thing with Devontae Smith on a great catch. You know, A.J. Brown showed up. They were they were all good. But there was really one bad, bad play in the game, and that was Jalen Hurts fumbling the ball, and that ended up being a difference maker. Who knows what the game would have been you, you could had have that not happened. You know, maybe the Chiefs still come back, whatever. But they needed that play at that sure. time. They desperately needed that play. And you could be laughing about that play if the Eagles would have won. They would all be laughing, saying, ha, 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 you lost the ball. But it didn't matter because you came in with the victory. Mm-hmm. But I also point out the Eagles' defense was horrendous the second half. I mean, they couldn't stop anyone. I, I heard him down on the zone talking. Briscoe said there was 230 yards possible that Chiefs could have picked up. They got 229 if you count Jerick McKinnon sliding down. Right. And then you had the, the, the kneels. The kneels. The kneels for minus seven. So the Chiefs offense was legitimately perfect yes. in the second half. Well, the other thing they did, I mean, they didn't, for the entire game, the Chiefs only faced eight uh, third downs. You know, they didn't have the ball as much, right? They didn't win time of possession or whatever. But they only faced eight. And I think in the second half, probably only, gosh, three or four maybe? Mm-hmm. They only had one on the last – well, two on the last drive. One, the penalty. And before that, it was a Pacheco around the end. So it's not like they had to convert a bunch of stuff. They they just played super efficient football. Mahomes ended up with a you know passer rating of 130 or whatever. I, I'm sure his second-half passer rating was perfect. It had to, it had to be. He only missed one, one pass. He was 13 two touchdowns. Four, well, 13 of 14, and guess what the pass was? It was a throwaway. It yeah. wasn't even like he threw it in the harm's way. He threw it out of the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, he, and he threw two touchdowns. So it was, just, it was a great second-half performance. But like I said, you can't really take anything away from Philly. I know Chiefs fans get salty if you try to compliment Philly. Yeah. Philly played great. They played outstanding. But sometimes you can play great and no win. Yeah. It happens a lot. I mean, we, we've seen the Chiefs lose games where they played pretty close to perfect or great, and, and you lose. And it, when the Chiefs play mistake-free football, we said this all season long. They lost three games this year, right? They lost a game to the Colts where they were minus in turnovers. They muffed a punt at the five-yard line. They missed a kick. They had to fake a field goal, and they still almost won that game. Yeah. They lost to the Bills when they were minus in turnovers. Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions. They lost to the Bengals when they were minus one in turnovers, when they had the lead, and Travis Kelsey fumbled the ball. You're not beating this Chiefs team unless you're, you're plus. You know? yeah. And the, the Eagles were bad minus. They, were, they lost a turnover, and mm-hmm. it was a freaking touchdown. So that, I don't know. We'll watch the Chiefs play for the next whatever. But if the Chiefs score a defensive touchdown – and they finish plus in turnovers, I bet they're going to be like 99% going to win sure. the game. And it still took all they could. The the first drive from both teams really put into perspective the Kelsey Bowl because the first drive was Jason Kelsey bulldozing his way oh, to the end zone that eventually yeah. led in a rushing touchdown for the Eagles. And then the other drive, first drive for Kansas City, it was the Travis Kelsey drive absolutely, culminating in a touchdown for him. And your senior's going, how cool is this for the brothers? Yeah, and that was the first I'd heard anyone mention that there were brothers playing the game. It was weird. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. And I, I, I never knew that Andy Reid 
was coached, coached in, in, and I didn't know Nick Sirianni coached it with Kansas City. Who knew? Who knew these and things? We talk about a lot of stuff leading up to it. You have to talk about it because that's what we do. Yeah, we talk about things, but it, it, it's just a thrilling matchup. And I, you know, the thing that's interesting for me, I feel good and I feel bad because you feel bad for the people who lose, even if you don't like them or whatever. But there are people, regular folks, who spent ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to go out to the Super Bowl and they watch their team lose. And I had friends who were there who were Chiefs fans, and I was like, when they were losing, I'm like, boy, this stinks. You spend all this dough, you're going to go out there and watch your team lose? But then those Chiefs fans have the memory of a lifetime. Yeah. The Eagles fans are like, Ugh, what did I spend all this freaking money for? Now i got to go back to Faldolfia and sit in the snow. <laughs> I was out in Arizona. It's, uh, well, at least they have water ice. They got the water. They're good to go. But it's, it's, a, it, it's a commitment to go out and do that. Yeah. And that's why I don't go to, like, bowl games anymore because I've been there when your team loses. And then you're like, what did I do this for? Oh, Why did I spend this I, money? I will say, so I've done it before, and I get what you're saying, too. I've not gone to a Super Bowl in that instance, but I have gone to a lot of bowl games. Mizzou against Oklahoma State and uh, Memphis, actually. That was the, um, the the bowl that was supposedly turned down this year. Mm-hmm. It's actually fun because Beale Street's a good time. Sure. And, and that's not as expensive as Super it's Bowl. It's not as expensive. No, not even close. Yeah. But Mizzou lost that game. Drew Locke was a quarterback that had a chance to actually make a play. It was a poor play call in my estimation. It didn't matter. The, the, Mizzou lost that game. It was a close one. It was a nail, nail biter, and they lost. Still had a good time. I still had fun, even though the weather was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was that rainy, sleeve snow. But it's still one of those memories that you will always treasure. So even though the Eagles lost this game, I'm sure their fans are still saying, you know what, they didn't get blown out. It wasn't like Chiefs fans that went to Tampa Bay. And you oh, watch your terrible. team just get destroyed. There's only 14,000 people there, and you watch the weirdest Super Bowl ever, and you watch your team get beat. That would be awful. So this one, if you're an Eagles fan, I, I think you have a little bit of like an oh, shucks. Depends but, on what you paid and how much money you had. I still, if you're regular Joe Blow and you like uh, took out a second mortgage, probably well, not happy. You shouldn't have taken out a second mortgage. My point is, I think there's But nothing, people do this because they want to be part of the experience. You have nothing to hang your hat. You have nothing just to be down on. There's nothing Except to be sad about. the refs stole the game from them. They did not. <laughs> The offensive line for Kansas City was something I try to talk about as the week progressed, saying we keep talking about this defensive line for the Eagles and for good good reason. They have four mm-hmm. dudes with over double digit sacks, seventy sacks for the season. But this Chiefs offensive line is good in their own right. This is not the same offensive line that was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. This O line's been incredible yeah, been, ever been since Mahomes' enough. ankle. Yeah, they injury. they really have played better, and you know. As my wife calls them, the protectors, because she doesn't know exactly what to call the offensive line. She goes, why aren't the protectors playing well? I like that. And and I told her yesterday, I said, here's what the deal is. The protectors for the Chiefs, especially the guys on the ends, that's going to be the biggest part. I didn't have much fear with mm-hmm. Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, and, and Joe Tooney in the middle. I, I The big fear was Orlando Brown, who had played okay, but it had its moments early in the year against really quality players yeah. where it wasn't great. And these are really quality players for the Eagles. And Andrew Wiley's done a nice job this year, you know. I mean, he faces some tough, tough competition. But all this talk about Hassan Reddick and they're going to stick him on Wiley and he's going to get past him a thousand times. Mahomes got hit a couple of times, but no sacks. Only really had to scramble out of the pocket five, six times. Like, about the normal amount. He wasn't running for his life like he was against Tampa. You know, this was not like that. It, it was that offensive line was the the unit of the game. Probably, it was a difference maker in the game because they had to keep Patrick from getting hit too often. Because every time you get hit, you have a chance to 
to hurt yourself. And I think if Patrick had his could uh, had his time machine, the play at the end of the half where he got hurt, if he just would have thrown that ball away, he wouldn't have taken that hit. Well, but yeah. it was third down. He was trying to make a play, but he thinks he can run faster. You know, he always says, "I'm just fast enough." Yeah. But when you're hurt, you're not just fast hey, when enough. You have dudes and you in get, front of you. you get tackled awkwardly like that and that was the the part that was scary and you needed to avoid that as much as possible i think the line helped him avoid that now he had to run on that play Mm -hmm. but he should have just thrown the ball away or slid or something but you you just you he can't help himself sometimes because you want to make a play sure he knows the down and distance he knows what he has to do so he was going to go balls to the wall and try to win that thing and that was a it was a very innocuous kind of hit but when your ankles already hurt Dang, that hurts, man. Yeah. If that was just a regular play, would have been anything. When it was happening, I just was yelling, no, Patrick, don't run. Stop. My girlfriend's right next to me, and we're just both screaming. Did she say he can't hear you? Uh, no, we actually had one play where we were clapping for a third down stop because the, the Eagles were just going through the Chiefs on third down. And, we were just, and they did hear. And they heard. We just started clapping. And what happened? That they was the play. Stop. It turned it around. It was our fault. We should have been clapping on third down the whole time. Why that's, didn't you that's clap kinda, before? Well, we wanted a close game. Yeah. We wanted a close game. Thank no. you for everyone for, on the behalf of everyone. But that. but Andrew Wiley needs a massive shout out. He was known as the weak link all season long. He had the ire of Chiefs Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitchell Swartz had been very outspoken, saying, "Hey guys, calm down. He's a, he's not as bad as as folks make him out to believe." Also, look at his contract. I mean, look look at his contract. He he plays he, like, he, he played like a twelve million dollar you know right tackle. In the Super Bowl, at least. I mean, he played great. Mm-hmm. You paid him, what, $2 million or $3 million for the full season? Yeah. And he showed up in the biggest game, had his best game. I just can't get over the job Andrew Wiley did against Hassan Reddick, who was dominating the Niners' offensive line. Yeah. They were great. They were all great. They worked very well together. And it, they didn't need lots of help. I mean, there were a couple little chips here and there. You know, uh, I know Noah Wiley was helping a little bit. You know, McKinnon did a great job in pass pro as always. But it wasn't like every play. You remember back to that Bills game, the first, like, two drives of the game, it was like this was going to be the longest night ever. Yeah. Vaughn Miller is running past, you know, Orlando Brown. They had to change everything they were doing to keep these guys out of the backfield. Looked like the Chiefs were ready for everything. They did a nice job. They they were prepared for it. They They – chipped some they helped some but it wasn't like they they only had two guys out in the pattern because they were trying to max protect the line was great man wiley was great orlando brown was great the interior was fantastic um the one snap of lucas niang exactly (laughs) he was great did did you know that rule that i did not i didn't know that rule that once you go out on a on a play as a receiver if you're eligible, eligible you can't be a blocker only on the next play. Right. Yeah, you gotta, and so Wiley had to go out for a play, and Lucas Niang came in. I'm glad they explained it on the broadcast because yeah. I had never heard that before. No, there's a, there's all kinds of little weird things we don't quite know about. So about I found that I found that fascinating. So shout out to Lucas Niang for his one play on go. the goal line. Ready to go. Got it done. Uh, before we go to break, how many beers did you have last night? Did you get a little 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 Not rowdy? Too many. I had three beers, maybe. Mm. Responsible. You're, yeah. you're a responsible. Had a, ce- a celebratory sip of whiskey. Mm. What'd you have? What kind? We had. Uh, it was a Rieger. Oh, um, it was a, some special reserve or something. It was a it was you a, classy. Ah, I was at my son friend's of a gun. house. It wasn't mine. Oh, it wasn't yours. No, I didn't. I didn't. It was at a friend's house. Sure. 
It was his stuff. Oh, you're just going to steal it, yeah. though. What do you want, man? Yeah, Lebo's the kind of guy that comes in with I don't know, like I had six, six. I had pork butt for everybody. <laughs> I loaded everyone down with with it. The pork butt I did. I, I worked hard on that. It was good. You come in with six Keystone lights, and then you're the guy that takes. Oh yeah, what do you got up here? Some specialty beer that from from ten years ago. Something fancy. They've well, been give me working some on this beer co Arrowhead Sterling beer. Uh, Arrowhead Lager, baby. They sold out again. Yeah. Guess what? Since we brewed Is that, that, why you can't bring since, me one? Actually, that's a big reason why. Since that beer was brewed, the Chiefs have gone undefeated. undefeated. Sounds like they have to keep it up. Undefeated since my. Hands were in the hops. In the hops, they weren't in the hops, guys. But I, I did. Oh, you could be in I, the hops. They, they, I, I they, dumped they, it in. It gets hot. They burn that off. Yeah, I dumped it in. I, I did a sack of hops. T- yeah, but a sack. I didn't spill it. Not, Ver- a, ho- not, Ver- a, not a single hop was spilled. Verderam did spill some some hops. Um, I believe that. We got that on on video, and it was very. Did he sweep the hops up? Yeah, he just sweep it up. It was great. Make a mess, you clean it up. That's, but see, that's why it's so good because just the little amount of, amount of hops that was not in there. Made it what it is today. That made the rest. That made right. what it is today. Three hops short. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Come back. More Super Bowl talk. Home stretch. ESPN Kansas City. Welcome back to the home stretch. ESPN Kansas City. Lebo's still with us. Victory Monday. Did this feel any different than the one a few seasons ago? Any well, different emotions? For me, it was very different because I was at the other one working. Sure. And it's different when you're working, for sure. Got to be professional. Absolutely professional. You don't cheer or do any of that stuff. Um, and then you just work your ass off to whatever time in the morning. Yeah. This was different. There was no celebratory uh, sip when we were in Miami. It took us... I don't think we got back to the hotel till one or two in the morning mm-hmm. from gathering post game and uh, the horrific bus ride where our oh, bus yeah. driver um, had to pee, stopped on a state highway, walked down the aisle of the bus to use the restroom in the back. And we were all looking at each other like, where's this guy going? He didn't say anything either. He just got it and he went and peed. And you know uh, William Roden from New York Times. You see him on the Sports Reporters, uh-huh. legendary reporter. He's on the bus, and we're just looking around. And I was like, I'm sitting like four feet from William Roden, and we're we may get left on the highway in Miami. It was, it was different. <laughs> this one, I was at my friend's house, and then when it was over, we watched some post game, and I went home. Nice. But so it was probably more fun to watch this with people who were cheering and all that. Sure. But it was in another way. It was fun to actually cover the team. That you cover in the Super Bowl, yeah, it was amazing to get to do that and, and be there in Miami in nineteen two thousand twenty or whatever it was, to, yeah, to February second two thousand twenty. So it's just a couple of different emotions for me. I think from a fan perspective, that first one was huge because it was the first one, but this one is probably more amazing because ten rookies played. Yep. Tyreek Hill was gone. Yes. Um, you know. Tyron Matthew, the vocal leader of the defense, of is gone. They're all gone. You know, you 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 uh, you did it the first time with no one with Super Bowl experience, mm-hmm. except for Terrell Suggs, who's been on the team for yeah. a month. That's it. <laughs> and that was that was cool. Yeah. But, they, you know, they had been in the AFC title game year four, and you kind of felt like it was the kind of their time to do it. And this time, 
you know, I wasn't with everyone saying, oh, the division's over. You know, Khalil Mack is here. Devontae Adams is here. Russell's here. I mean, I knew the Chiefs were going to be good. It was going to be a different good. Yeah. So to get through this year and to win the Super Bowl and to to do these things that hadn't been done, to lead the league in passing and win the Super Bowl for the first time ever, to win the MVP yeah. and the Super Bowl in the same year hadn't been done in over 20 years since Kurt Warner. Because Kurt it was Warner, just yeah. some kind of a weird little jinx on the thing, whatever, to do that, to vanquish the, the Bengals after three in a row, to do this all with no Tyreek Hill on your team, no Tyron Matthew on your team, making those hard decisions. No, you know, Traveris Ward was a really good player for the Chiefs for four Very years. Very good, yeah. He got paid. Ah. All right, so you look up in that game, and we're used to seeing Jalen Watson and Trent McDuffie and Josh Williams playing and a little Karloftis here or there and some Pacheco. But, like, on the punt return – Nazir Johnson, who has played in like three or four games this year, who's only playing on the special teams because the Bengals got, you know, Chris sneaky into yeah. Chris Lamont. So you got him playing. You got uh, Jack Cochran out there yeah. blocking on the punt. He undrafted guy. These guys are out there. They're not just like on the practice squad. They're got the, the real uniform with the Super Bowl mm-hmm. 57 logo on it. They're out there playing in this yes. game. It's incredible. I, I don't know if um, if there's a team that's had 10 rookies play in the Super Bowl in the game itself. I don't know. And what makes it so impressive is this was a retooling year for Kansas sure. City. Brett Veach had to make the hard decision mm-hmm. of saying, hey, you know we're paying Mahomes now. We're paying Chris Jones. We have a large contract to Travis Kelsey. Other guys, Tyreek, we can't pay you as well. We think we can get better for the long haul if we trade you now. And Tyreek Hill could have taken a deal with the Chiefs. They wanted to sign him. Sure. And it would have worked out here. But they had a number. They had a number, and he wouldn't reach it. So you have to say bye-bye. Because what they didn't want, we talked about this ten times probably, they didn't want Tyreek Hill being a pain, which is what he was going to be. Correct. Last May and June and July. And August and hold out and do all that. They didn't need it because you know what you don't need. You don't need that when you have Patrick Mahomes on your team and Travis Kelsey. You know, um, Juju Smith-Schuster was a fine player for this team this year. Yeah, he was cheap. And Marquez Valdez Cantling was a fine player for this year. Uh, He's cheap, comparatively speaking. Yeah, Um, Kadarius Tony. You know, we'll see if he stays healthy, but looks like one of the shrewdest. Trades in the middle of the season. You <laughs> thank, you, thank you to the New York Giants. Thank I mean, you. It's just like it was a third and a sixth or something for Tony. What, what about Justin Watson? Justin Watson, just a guy. Just a guy in the Buccaneers. Now, you know, so Watson's a free agent. Um, Juju's a free agent. McCole Hardman, I feel bad for McCole Hardman. I like McCole Hardman. He was hurt, couldn't play all year long, and he's probably not going to be a chief unless yeah. he wants to take some sort of a, a Juju deal. Sure. You know, uh, I'm Juju's going to get paid. Will. By the way, Juju's going to get his. You put Here the numbers or somewhere else. I don't know. You put the numbers. You and again, who knows what he wants to do after playing with Big Ben for for so long and now going to Mahomes. I'm sure that has some sort of factor. Be like, hey, well, I can all, I can win and play with a good quarterback. They all eventually. Uh, you need whatever money you need and whatever you think you're worth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill was in a different situation than some because he was a fifth round draft pick, didn't get very much money, but he'd been signed by the Chiefs before, made a lot of money with the Chiefs. He didn't make Devontae Adams money or anything like that, but he had made some money here. But he decided for him, 
Yeah. He wanted to be the highest paid whatever. Yeah, that was more important to him than being a part of the team. Yes. So he made that choice, and they made the choice to trade him. I remember talking to Sammy Watkins about this. You know, Sammy Watkins was a top five draft pick. Made a lot of money. Then he had a nice free agent contract with the Rams. Made a lot of money. Then he came to the Chiefs. Made a lot of money. And I remember when Tyreek got his deal, his first little deal, asking if he had advice for him. He's like, you know, hey, man, take care of your money, blah, blah, blah. And, and Sammy Watkins played here, won a Super Bowl, and redid his deal to stay. Yeah. Because he decided, I've got enough money and I want to win. And it didn't work. They lost to the, to the Bucks or whatever. But is Juju Smith-Schuster, he was not a top five draft pick. He hasn't made as much money in his no. life as Sammy Watkins has made. He was supposed to get his big deal two years ago and, and got injured, it. and then he was on a one-year and deal. A one year deal. Now, yeah. he made, I think he maxed out everything he could make this year for his uh, likely-to-be-earned sure. deal. So this is a great year for him. He, he got, like they said, it, it this much is guaranteed and this is what it could be. It's probably very close to the top end of it. So he earned that. But does he think he's four years, $75 million now? If so, he's probably not going to be a chief. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I think they just saw that they could do this without that. So why would you go? Why would you go do that? I mean, you see these like, you know, Devon or uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Talk about Patrick Mahomes is something special with eyeballs. Ain't no way that dude's playing. Nope. He's like a $20 million deal yeah. next year. You, you come in here for 12 If so, yeah. suit up. You're coming here for yeah. 20 You're not coming here Will to Kansas City. you trade us, trade yourself here, and then rip your deal up? Nah, I ain't doing that well. Yeah. Sorry, you're, you're going to not not be here. So uh, I think they don't need that. They don't need they Devontae approved. Adams. They don't need Tyreek Hill. They don't need the the big high-priced player. Sky Moore has a decent enough little future for him. Yeah. Kadarius Tony has a decent enough little future for him. I would say more than decent for Kadarius. Now we'll see <laughs> if Marquez, is they're gonna, if they're going to keep him. He's got another year to go. Sure. He was not good yesterday, but he was good this year. Yeah. And he was good. To, gosh, he scored Great a touchdown. against the Bengals. He scored a touchdown in both playoff games leading up to yesterday. So they, they can find a way to do this thing. I know this. It's February 13th. Whatever we think today, we may not think in three weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, when free agency opens and then when the cap number is this and then they're here and then, you know, remember the year they were they had $200 in cap space? Couldn't buy a PS4 they, and they ended up They somehow, uh, you know, signed, signed Patrick Holmes and Chris Jones. Yeah. They're in pretty good shape right now. Orlando Brown is, a, is an issue. Are they going to sign him? Are mm-hmm. they going to tag him? Are they going to sign him to a deal? Has he earned a long-term deal? I don't know. Um, if he plays like he did in the Super Bowl. Is long-term yeah. <laughs> $100 million? Yeah. Or is long-term... Three for 60. Three for 60 or four for 75 or something yeah. like that with whatever guaranteed. I know this. They have a culture here where if you're in, you're in. Yeah. And that's what Travis Kelsey's not asking for more money. Travis Kelsey wants rings. He wants trophies. Okay? Patrick Mahomes wants rings. He wants trophies. And I think they got some guys like that. And if um, if Juju wants to be one of those guys, that's great. If Orlando Brown wants to be one of those guys, that's great. Remember, Orlando Brown didn't play in the Super Bowl. He didn't win a Super Bowl before. Yeah. He came here, and then they came up short last year. Now he's got a taste of it. Maybe he'll be like, hey, you know, what you offered me last time, not so bad. Because they can afford that yeah. this year. It, it, there's there plenty to talk about on, on where that's going to go. I know this. 
I trust this group of people to pick the people. Yes. I just absolutely do. Brett, Brett Veach has earned some leeway with his decision makings. I know all the Chiefs fans in the offseason who were who were uh, catching just straight bullets are angry at him because of the trading away of Tyreek and Tyron Matthew and what are you doing? Well, he knew what he was doing. Uh, I also to point out Travis Kelsey, six receptions, 81 yards, a touchdown, six targets, by the way. So anytime they That's want, an anytime touchdown and an over? Is that what that was? That's what we had down there, too, baby. But it, it was just what he's done has been so impressive at his age. Yes. Because you're looking at Rob Gronkowski, who's kicking a field goal to try and win money for FanDuel, which, cool thing. Yeah. Good for Rob. I got but, $5 out of it. But, but the point is, Travis Kelsey is still getting better. Like, Travis Kel- Kelsey, Kelsey is, is still improving. Six months <laughs> younger. Than Rob Gronkowski. That's all it yeah. is. Six months. Same same time they came in the NFL, I believe. No, right? Gronk's been in longer because he, he only went to college for three years and Travis mm. was there for five. Okay. So, but they're the, the same, same age, yeah. basically. That's pretty amazing to me. And Kelsey keeps himself in great shape. And listen, Gronk got hurt. You hurt your back. It sucks. And we saw Travis's back lock up, you know, before the Bengals game. In, in, yeah, it was Bengals game. So he's going to probably get some little injuries here or there. But he's underpaid. Compared to what he what he brings to the team, but they take care of him. They make sure they convert signing bonus over and do these things. He gets his money. He's all good. He's not sitting there banging on the door going, "You know what? I need to be. I need to be the number one highest paid tight end in football because that's what I am." And he, he deserves that because that's what he is. And it's not a hometown discount, whatever. I call it a winning discount or a culture discount. I think that's what the Chiefs have. I don't call it like I'm going to play here because I want to play for the team that drafted me for cheap. They want to play for the place that's going to freaking win. And, and I will say, he's paid, looking at this list right here, he's the second highest paid tight end. It's not like he's getting paid $8 million a year because they redid right. it. Remember how they, right. they they came to him? He didn't ask for one, mm-hmm. by the way. They came to Travis, at least that's what their reports were, yeah. and decided, hey, we'll give you a raise. They want to convert it over. It had something to do with cap, but it's good for him. He's so, getting the money. So Kittle's the highest paid with 15. This was this season. Yeah. So 15, George Kittle, Kelsey 14.3, Dallas Goddard 14.25. Right. So. I mean, he's doing fine. But if he wanted to say, if he wanted to Tyreek Hill it, and, you know, because there could be someone out there who's young, I will give this guy like $20, 20 million mil. a year. Because we're seeing deals like that. But he's not. It's it's they want to be part of the culture and they are part of the culture because you know Mahomes' number was huge this year whatever but it's not the the biggest cap number mm-hmm. of all the quarterbacks it's big uh, but it's going to look better every year because someone's going to sign like you watch Derek Carr is going to get cut yes in two days and he's going to get signed somewhere and you're going to go why is someone paying. Derek Carr this much money. Five-year, 200 mil. They have to, though. Yeah. That's what has to happen. And I remember when when the Chiefs traded Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a great player for this organization. Yeah. He was. They needed him. You don't want to go back and give yourself nightmares looking at Chiefs quarterback numbers from about 2008 to 2012. They needed a professional, quality quarterback. And they got that. They got some stability. When they traded him to Washington and then Washington signed him, you were like, did you guys just watch him play? He's a good player, but he's not that. And that's going to happen to Derek Carr. He's going to get some contract. And you know what? Kirk Cousins is going to get another one. Oh, yeah. 
Carson Wentz may get another one. Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. I, 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 Kirk Cousins, yes. Hey, how about Carson Wentz back to the Colts? Let's do it. <laughs> Carson Wentz back to the Eagles as the backup quarterback. No, that, that wouldn't be that, that, $2 million. It would not hey, happen. Time for the Chiefs to get a new backup quarterback. Chad Henney said bye-bye. Yeah, before we go to break, how about that? Chad Henney going off to the sunset with a Super Bowl. And a Chad, beer in his hand, man. Chad, beer in his hand. And by the way... He was instrumental. Absolutely. Without Chad Henney, the Chiefs probably don't win the Super Bowl, and that's not an exaggeration. If he didn't have that drive, if the Chiefs don't have that drive against the Bengals, we're probably not here right now having a celebratory show. He's literally helped the Chiefs get to two Super Bowls. Correct. Because he helped win a football game in the postseason against Cleveland two years ago, and he 100% helped them win a football game this year against the Jags. Super nice guy. Sorry, true Jags, pro. Jags, not Bengals. And he is just like a true professional. And he's like happy and he wants to be done. So does that mean Shane Bouchelle's that next man up? Or is Andy Reid still got to have a 35 year old? Uh, Chase, what are you doing? Chase Daniel, you want to come back? Through Blaine Gabbert. Come on, where's Blaine Gabbert? Bring someone in. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what about uh, Drew Locke? He, he's a Mizzou guy. He's, he's not probably a free agent. Let's see. He's probably pro- was he how, four years? How old's Drew Locke now? Is he twenty eight? I think this was his fourth year. He's twenty six. But this is probably his fourth year, right? Oh, in the NFL? Yeah. I'd assume so. I think so. Second round quarterback. Yeah. Could be time. Come home, Drew. Come home, Drew. Although I wouldn't mind Shane Bouchelle. Yeah, what? Shane's a good kid. I like to talk to him in the locker room. Um He's, you know, he he made it through the whole year and, you know, all that stuff. Maybe he's ready to be that guy sure. next. I don't know. I congratulations just, to Chad Henney. What a, yeah. You know, he got, a, got him a ring here. Got two rings. I feel good that he, in 19, he got hurt in the preseason. And they had to call Matt Moore off the high school squad mm-hmm. and, and bring him in. So Henney was part of the team. Henney was on the sideline during the Super Bowl not dressed though. He had been. He was back on the active roster. I think. I was. I think he was off IR or whatever. But he was part of it. Got a ring. Got a share. All that sure. stuff. But it's different when you when you play in a playoff game and you're in uniform and you're a heartbeat away. All that stuff in the Super Bowl and you get to go out on top, man. It's awesome for him. I will also say before going to break. Last thing. How cool was Mahomes in the locker room, congratulating every single player. Just going around. He's the leader. And, again, I don't think it's a, a thing for the cameras. Like, no. you see Russell Wilson, your first thought probably goes, I'm not trying to get Are you on a Russell PR Wilson, campaign here it, from, what's, yeah. his, what's his thing called? Yeah. Team 3? Or? Sure, I'm not trying to take a shot at Russell Wilson. That's how it would feel. Go ahead and do it. With Mahomes, it just feels natural. Yes. It feels like a guy who's a leader who cares about his team, wants to celebrate with his team, and knows that it wasn't all him. Absolutely. He wants to give credit where credit's due. And I just found that very, very impressive because his embrace with Andrew Wiley. What does he do wrong? Nothing. I mean, that's the thing. Nothing. He just doesn't really do anything wrong. It's 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 pretty good stuff with him. It's he, he doesn't make missteps. He doesn't step in you know a pile of crap on social media. Mm-hmm. He invests in local companies, local sports teams. He says the right things at the podium. Sometimes it's not all exciting or whatever. Yeah. He just doesn't. He doesn't do things wrong. It's it's almost too good to be true. you got to yeah. pinch yourself if you're a Chiefs fan. Take a quick break. We'll pinch ourselves in the break. Come back. Home stretch here. ESPN Kansas. The only bad thing about the Chiefs winning, only bad thing, it's time to shave the mustache. 
The playoff mustache, it ran its course. It was glorious. It was thick. But you try eating soup with this, and you will not enjoy it. i got a plan for you. You ready? Hit me with it. Have Coach Reed draw one on you. Won't get in your soup. Boom. You're fixed. You think Coach Reed would do it? Yes. I absolutely think he would love to draw it on you. You think we could get this? If you can set it up, you set us up, we'll somehow do it for charity. I will shave my mustache for... And have Coach Reed draw it on? Uh, He probably won't do it. No, I I didn't think so. What what could the charity even be? No one wants this. You think if I asked him to do something, he'd do it? No, especially not you. Not me. Mr. Shock Jock himself. I forgot about that. Not me. You know what? That's so long ago. I will say this. The only time that Lebo's been called a Shock Jock, the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl, so I think you need to start Sounds asking like more we do it. Shock Jock questions. Sounds like it's time. Sounds like it's time. <laughs> yeah, you should shave that. Yeah, that I know. It's, it's, um, it looks good. Thank it's thick. It's, uh, but I don't think there's any C's. Well, if there's a Burt Reynolds documentary... That needs to be shot soon. Mm-hmm. I could totally do one. Maybe. You're not quite as tall as Burt. How tall is Burt Reynolds? Uh, Burt Bert was tall. He played like college football. I bet Burt yeah, Reynolds Yeah, he did was play college football. Over six feet. That's my guess. You're about 5'7". Five, 5'10". Five, five, I almost just... Mm. I'm not... You counting the hair? No, hair is six foot. Oh, gosh. What's Burt Reynolds? 5'11". That's all? He's taller than you. He had broader shoulders, bigger. Oh, I have broad shoulders, pal. Okay, this tapers. We have a nice taper. (laughs) Thin athletic waist. It's it's a thirty waist, thirty one now, thirty one waist with forty two shoulders, pal. Forty two. It's a V. Forty two R baby is for victory. (laughs) This is a temple. Athletic cut. This is a temple that's sponsored by beer. Do you wear those tight pants? Of course, I wear tight pants. High, 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 tight pants with the ankles showing. Do you know? Come on, have you seen me? You gonna get a new belt? My uh, husband's falling apart. Yeah, I've had a new belt. Years. But it's a victory belt. Maybe a victory belt. It's a victory belt. Can't get rid of it. That, that's the best thing about when the Chiefs win. Everything becomes a victory. Something you have a reason to yes. keep something that like, your girlfriend wants you to throw something out. Sorry, sorry, babe, can't throw it away. So I got my it's a victory sweatshirt. My big Charlies. Valdolfia Bar yeah. Chief shirt on today, and um, I wore this during the game last night. And my friends were like, "What's that Philadelphia thing?" I said, "No, no, no. This is an oasis of Chiefs. It is inside South Folly, and uh, been so there many times. This is going to be my Super Bowl shirt now. My Priest Holmes jersey. It's a signed Priest Holmes jersey, which now is no longer signed because I've worn it so much yeah. that the signature's worn off on it. It's a gold one. I figured gold end zone." Gold jersey. Mm-hmm. Boom. Did it. Made it work. Patterson does about 14, so the fact it still fits is slightly alarming. No, because you're athletic <laughs> like a 14-year-old boy. Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. Again, barbecue over cheesesteaks. Absolutely. Tech 9 over Meek Mill. Yes. And we don't celebrate a fictional character here no. in Kansas City. No water here. Celebration on Wednesday. Wednesday. You going to be there? Uh, probably, or I could be back here, I don't know. Back live in the studio tomorrow at 3 to 4 p.m. Until then, we are out.